Love you guys so much. Hello, good morning, good evening, good night, wherever <laughs> you are at. I love all of you so much. But before I get started, I do want to uh, honor our pastors. Um, so this, this is a true story. This actually just happened, all right? So um, my stepfather actually transitioned to heaven um, about a week and a half ago. And Pastor Earl comes to our house. Of course, Pastor Onika too. They're both just like, hey, we're with you. We're praying with you. But Pastor Earl shows up to the house. And uh, we're just talking and everything. This is probably the day after, I think. And I needed to go to the grocery store to get my mom some groceries. And uh, because, I mean, of course, she's going through it right now with just losing her husband. And Pastor Earl was like, I'll go for you. I'll go to the grocery store. I was like, no, you don't need to go to the grocery store. And he was fine. I'll just follow you to the store and I'll just follow you around in the aisles. <laughs> That's our pastor's suit. <laughs> I don't know if he did that. He may have been like <laughs> peeking around the aisles, but I just want to say I love you both so much. And I have, um, from the moment I've stepped foot, you've always been in our corners, every single person, even online. So thank you for being the leader that you are. And uh, it teaches me and uh, pushes me to be a better leader. So thank you all so much. Um, but um, my son, my son, my son, my son is playing football. Okay. He's in ninth grade. This is his second year to play football. He just recently broke his clavicle bone. And uh, like he didn't even get to play a game. He broke his clavicle bone. He's been out. He's just now starting to get hit again where uh, he's, he's completely healed, I think. And he's about to start playing. So him playing football has brought all these memories up of me playing football. All right, let me take you back in time, okay? This is like, this is like sixth grade, I think, sixth grade football, okay? And I am not getting to play much because we're playing with seventh graders. So the sixth graders, we really ride the bench, all right? So any moment that they put you in the game, it's like, oh, my goodness, man, this is, this is my moment to shine. <laughs> so the coach comes up to me and he says, Ben, you have one assignment, okay? We're going to run a sweep around the side, and I need you. You're going to play receiver. I, I've always, I always played receiver. I'm gonna, you're going to play receiver, and you're going to block the linebacker, okay? This is critical because if you know anything about football, the running back comes around the corner, and if the line linebacker isn't blocked, the linebacker will get the running back. But if you can block him, he's able to get upfield and create havoc upfield. So I'm like, I got this, all right? So I get in the game. I line up as receiver. And literally, you only have 15 or 20 seconds. But this felt like, this felt like five minutes, all right? I look over at the linebacker. I'm sixth grade, okay? I'm three foot two, 38 pounds. And I see this linebacker. He's massive. So I literally, I'm going through my head. It's like, maybe if I trip, it'll play it off, right? So I was like, no, I can't trip. So hut, hut, I run over there and I just stop. I just stop and he just runs right by me. <laughs> so I'm like, coach didn't see that. There's 22 people on field. He didn't see me. And I get over to the other sideline, Stokes. And I'm like, oh man, all right, all right. What happened? I was like, coach, I literally said, I was like, coach, did you see how big he was? <laughs> he didn't say one thing to me, all right? He, he just walks off and the rest of the day, the rest of the game, I'm riding the bitch. The next day in practice, the next day, I'm like, maybe coach realizes like, hey, take it easy on me. I'm sixth grade, man. We're playing against seventh graders. He puts me up against the biggest guy on the field. Hit drills. 
This guy manhandled me all day long. I look at Coach and I tell him again, I said, Coach, he is so much bigger than me. He says, Ben, you take that guy out. You get lower than him and you take that guy out. Very next play, I get out there and I'm like, all right, all right. Wow. I cut him right on his knees and he fell down. The guy got up, started punching me because he was mad because he was, he's so much bigger than me. Yeah. But it, it, it made me realize that, that the coach gave me an assignment. Yeah. One assignment. And I didn't realize that what was inside of me actually was big enough to accomplish the assignment. What I needed was someone to help unlock that thing that was inside of me that I didn't know that I had. And that was the coach saying, you knock that guy down. And I'm not going to take it easy. As a matter of fact, this was a life lesson that I feel like has helped me out so much in life that it doesn't matter how big the things are. I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep moving. You can keep knocking me down. But, and, but I just want everybody to know and everybody that is watching that God has given you an assignment. You may not feel like it right now. You may not see it inside of you. And I also want you to know that there's a lot of people walking around in the earth and they have the same assignment as well. And they don't realize the potential that is inside of them. I want you to turn to uh, 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. Uh, Let's go to verse 7. Verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Uh, Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Siddim and stay there. I've directed a widow. Check that out. I have directed a widow there to supply you with the food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, hey, bring me some food. Bring me a piece of bread too. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. I was, I was uh, 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 for a second, I want you to uh, picture yourself as the widow and as Elijah, okay? Let's start with the widow first. The widow actually received an assignment. If you read what the Bible said, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe I haven't been listening or I've just always ran past that word that God had directed her to give Elijah some food. But her response when Elijah came didn't look like she direct, God directed her to give her food. Her response was, I'm gathering sticks and I'm going to fix this last meal and then I'm going to die. That is not the assignment that God had given her. And I feel like some of us, we may feel like we're that widow right now where we're just gathering sticks right here for our last meal. I've lost my job. I've lost some of my family members. I've lost so much. I've lost purpose in my life. I feel that I've lost purpose in my life. And you feel like you're just gathering sticks, gathering sticks. 
ready to prepare this last meal and then you think you're going to die, but I want you to see that God gave you an assignment and that it's not over. It's not over. He gave you an assignment. I need you to know this. This word of God is alive. This word of God is alive. What you read right here is alive. And if he said he's going to do it, and if he said that you have a purpose, and if you have breath in your lungs, I need you to realize that that God's word is alive. But what she needed was someone to come to her life and help unlock what was on the inside of her. She didn't realize what she had was enough. She needed somebody else to come along and say, hey, what you have is enough. It's no coincidence, it's no coincidence that what she had in her house was flour and olive oil, okay? Flour and olive oil. If you go back to the book of Leviticus, this is just a little bit of a side note, all right? This is the actual ingredients that they would use to burn an incense, and it was a declaration of saying, God, thank you that you have provided for everything that I need. Literally, what she had in her house was the gift that was supposed to be brought to God saying, God, thank you. God had already given her everything that she needed. It just needed to be unlocked. Just needed to be unlocked. Then I want you to I want you to see Elijah for a second. okay? Elijah, a man of God, full of the spirit. He's in church. He hears the word of God. There's no problem here. God tells him, I need you to go to this widow. All right, this is kind of a do what moment. This is like, wait, you want me to block the linebacker? Like, do you not see who I am? Like, do you not see who he is? The widow doesn't have anything. So God is kind of telling him, hey, I want you to go to this widow and I want you to convince her to give her what she thinks she doesn't have yet. Just think about it. Put it in your shoes. Like you going up to somebody. This is like Bill Gates coming to me and it's like, hey, treat me to a great meal. Beans and rice, you know, like <laughs> you treat me to a good meal. Like what? It, <laughs> you're the one that just got fed by ravens, man. Like hook me up. This is good. That's great. Yeah. So Elijah goes and she, he finds this woman and he tells her, bring me some water. And I, I, I don't really know what was going on in Elijah's head. Maybe there was a lack of boldness here. Maybe there was like, hey, I don't really want to ask him for the big thing, all right, that God's oh, asking yeah. me to give. But, hey, bring me some water. And she starts walking up, and he's like, hey, bring me some food. Yeah. Elijah, I mean, you're a man of God. You, 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 you say you're a man of God. I don't have any food. Man. No, what you have in your house yeah. is good enough, and I want you to fix it and bring it to me first, and then you eat. And I love the woman's response. She's like, okay, okay, I, I, I'll, bring you, I'll bring you the food. And then you read the Bible. It says she always had enough. Yeah. She, she never lacked anything. And I just want you to see that it actually took some convincing from Elijah to get her to line up to the word of God. Yeah. Wow. He didn't just walk in and say, hey, do this. There was actually a conversation that said, hey, well, I don't really know if I have enough. No, you do have enough. Yeah. Well, what about this? I, I'm just gathering enough sick. No, I need you to go do. And I feel like there's a lot of, world, uh, a lot of people in the world right now. Come on. And it's going to take more than just a Sunday morning service. 
that's going to get the stirring in their heart to unlock what's on the inside of her. It's going to, it's going to take a convincing from us. And it's not just a one conversation. It's a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. I'm knocking on your door. I'm knocking on your door. I'm not giving up on you. I'm not going anywhere. I know what God has put on the inside of you. I know it's greater than the way that you're living right now. I want you to rise up and be who God has called you to be. So what do we need to do today? What do we need to do today? First of all, get your mindset that you are like you are playing the widow's part. You are not the widow. You are not that person. God has given you what you need. It may feel like you're that person, but I need you to know that God has given you what you need. And then for all of us that are watching online, for us to have a boldness in our heart that we would go to the people and it wouldn't be one conversation, but it would be, I'm standing right by your side, no matter what, whatever you're going through, I'm going to go through it too as well. I'm going to, let's drag each other to the cross and watch what God does in their lives. I'm excited about all that God is about to do. I'm telling you, he's about to do something huge. He's already doing something huge. Love you so much.